wait a minute. Wait Turn, a minute. On, the radio. Turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it. Time to Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, live from WGN Radio. We've got a cool show today. It's, um, I guess there's a couple of really interesting things that kind of tie back to those of you who listen to the show. And I'd also like to invite pretty much everyone out there, if you want to call into the show, I want to make this kind of an interactive one. There's two topics that I'm going to talk about. Uh, one might be really interesting to some of you. One might be infuriating to some of you. Uh, it just sort of depends on what side of the fence you fall on in this. Um, but the, the first part that I want to talk about is the shopping centers. You obviously have seen in the news, uh, Carson's is down and officially, officially, officially the nail has been driven into the coffin of Sears and um, obviously Toys R Us. And as I mentioned to Amy before we came on the show, I mean, we're looking at what, you know, six plus million square feet of Illinois commercial shopping center space that's gone. Um, and so I guess, you know, I want to talk about a little bit about what happened and, and also what you can expect and, and sort of the shift that Toys R Us really missed out on. And um, I think Sears was probably pretty much screwed from the get go. I don't think there was pun intended there. Obviously, they sold a lot of, you know, a lot of things. Um, but I, I think. Um, there's a there's a future for storefront space, and it's just a matter of how we look at it and what we want. And so I, I would love to get your opinions on what you think of uh, the shopping experiences maybe you had at Toys R Us or Carson's or, you know, I guess thinking back to like to, to like Blockbuster. It's a very similar situation, Radio Shack and so on. So you can call in here, 312-981-7200. You can uh, DM or message us at Facebook or on Twitter at Technori or at Katoon for me. Uh, I guess I want to hear your, your thoughts in, in addition to my own thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start off with, um, well, two things, but I'm going to start off first with, uh, with Toys R Us. I mean, what a huge opportunity missed. Uh, Toys R Us, you're talking about kids who forever, if I remember as a child going to Toys R Us, all I wanted to do was play with the toys. And the difference between getting a toy and not was like how loud you could cry. And so if you could get a toy in your hand and play with it and convince your parents that like it would be in everyone's best interest this evening, if you would just let me play with my toys, uh, they would buy it. And for some reason, Toys R Us took the approach of buying a warehouse and just leaving it at that. And they didn't create an experience out of it. and And it's gone now. Uh, and, and people are blaming Amazon and they're blaming all this online stuff. And it's like, that's really not the case. I mean, the, the end, end reality here is that, uh, kids want to play with stuff. They want to have a good time. And Toys R Us had the opportunity of creating like the ultimate playhouse. They have every toy available. Any kid could come in there and just play with the toys and the parents are going to buy it because otherwise the kid's going to scream the whole way home. And they forgot that. They forgot who they're serving. They forgot the people that, that come in and shop. And as a result, Toys R Us, this historical you know, thing in the world of kids is gone. Ironically enough, it's gone the same day that its original founder died, which is sad, but it's sort of, I guess, <laughs> fitting in some sort of way. And now we look at Carson's. And Carson's, if you think back to your parents and, and yourselves and your parents' parents, uh, all over the country, whether it was called Carson's or Boston Store or whatever it was to you, uh, that's where everyone went to get their clothing. They went to go there and pick up whatever tryout stuff. And each one of these stores kind of had different things and, and you could try it out and, and that went away. And over the last decade or so, yes, you know, Amazon and online shopping definitely, you know, shook things up, but the stores left nothing there. And I'm going to, I'm literally looking across the street at Nordstrom's right now from, from the Allstate studio here at WGN and Nordstrom's right in the middle of it has a bar for men to go and hang out and have some cocktails and whatever else. And, They've got an awesome cafe uh, that during the week is filled with people. 
uh, meaning that they're not just catering to a female audience or a male audience. They're making sure that uh, for traveling and tourist families who are screaming by this uh, station right now as I talk, uh, that there's something for everyone, that there's a place to go shop, there's a place to look at things, there's a place to eat, there's a place to have a drink, there's a place to you know, get away from kids. There's even a, a play area for kids to go and walk and try shoes on these little hills uh, in, the, in the kids' shoe department. There's stuff for everyone. And then that doesn't even forget the fact that from an operational standpoint, they have free shipping, free returns. And they'll, they'll take back anything. I, I'm positive I could buy something that doesn't even get sold at Nordstrom's and probably return it to Nordstrom's. It's like the old Devin Hester joke. What do you get Devin Hester for Christmas? Nothing, because he's just going to return it. Same deal with Nordstrom's. You just get anything you want and take it to Nordstrom's. And they actually played with potentially getting rid of that a few years ago, and the pushback was immediate. I wonder if they wouldn't have, have decided to hold on tight if they would also be in this problem. I, I mean, it's, things are this fickle now with technology that – Every advantage you have, you've got to be able to make use of. And and all of these stores that we're seeing, I I feel bad that they're all gone and it's sort of a piece of history that's disappearing with us. But, you know, in the end, I really don't feel all that bad uh, because it's just a a very, uh, man, I mean, the writing's been on the wall, right? I mean, if you're Radio Shack and things like that, like, what were you thinking? Kodak. You see people with phones, with cameras, and you see that the marketing of the phone is about having a great camera. How do you not see that your handheld camera for cost is going to be going bye-bye? You know, and, and I guess the, the big thing is how do you, um, yeah, how, how, do you, you know, how do you ultimately create the best experiences for your customers that make it unique and different for them? And if you don't keep doing that, then they're not going to come back to the store. So uh, we're going to take a break here uh, in about a second here and, uh, I'd love to have you call back and tell me. Call me in right now. It's three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Call in and, and share some stories about what you like, what you don't like about stores. I'd I just I'd like to get your perspective because I think it's interesting um, what people realize versus what they kind of don't realize when they go shopping and what the experiences. And sometimes people don't know exactly why it is uh, that the stores work well and don't work well. So love to hear from you. Uh, you are listening to Scott Katoon, and this is WGN AM seven twenty. Fly to the front of the line at Lit Fest on June 9th and 10th with Fest Pass. Get yours before they're gone at Printers Row, litfest.org slash Fest Pass. Fest Pass. Got to be, you know, reading is a big part of this job, Ben. I don't know if I'm the, the greatest reader of all time. Uh, at any rate, uh, I am a good listener sometimes. Well, that depends on who you ask. Guess my, my mom and my fiance, they might disagree with you there. But uh, what I do want to do is listen to Fran, who's on the line right now. I'm going to bring Fran in, and we're going to talk a little bit more about um, sort of the, the change of the guard, if you will, uh, with, with where uh, big box stores fit into the marketplace. So, uh, Fran, welcome to the show. Fran, how are yes. you? Hello, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing very well. Okay. Um, where do I begin? Anywhere you'd like um, to begin. Okay. Um, my number one reason is... When you have something good, you don't you don't change it. There's room for technology. There's room for actually human beings to use their brains and their bodies to get things done. And when years ago, I'm a grandmother. I'm old enough to be a great grandmother, but not officially yet. <laughs> you could, years ago, you can go to a store. You know what you want. 
you try it on, you feel it, the price, okay, if prices go up, that's fine. But they can't, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so angry. You, you want it, you try it on, you, you touch it, you feel it, it works, and you walk out. There's nothing wrong with paying cash. It's not phony. Um, that the people say there's not enough time uh, to, to, for people to pay cash when they check out. That's wrong because when she, technology breaks. Cash doesn't break. It's honest. It's there. I, I, the I don't quality, disagree with you. I don't disagree with you on any of this, to be totally honest. I was actually talking about this with, with my mom today. Uh, she came down to the show with me today, and we were just talking about this, that the... That is a missing. I think brands are gonna are actually gonna hurt, and we have. I don't think that the answer is here yet because brands are gonna find out that the difference between me picking. I'm gonna use a, a men's example for just because that's the shopping I know. But me going to uh, buy blue jeans. Okay, I look online for blue jeans. I have no idea how they're gonna fit. I don't know how they're. You know, I I really like a, like a heavy denim. And Lucky Brand jeans, for whatever reason, tend to have a thicker seam and, and heavier denim, which I I prefer. And I did not know that. I don't. They don't say that in their commercials. I have no idea the difference. And so, Lucky Brand be, got me as a customer for the last like six years now, because when I went to Nordstrom's rack, I felt the jeans compared to the rest and, and yeah. bought them. And I think that's something that a lot of brands are going to lose out on. Uh, but but I will say the one thing that we need to account for in this kind of conversation, uh, you're right about the money too. I actually think credit card takes longer than cash. That's my opinion. But. Um, the one thing we need to account for is that younger people have an attention span of a fly. And if we're yeah. not continually updating the stores to uh, make younger people feel more at home and comfortable, then they're going to, it's not when we lose out as customers because we like, you know, I'm like you, I don't like change. I like things to be very the same. I don't, I think, I think simple is better, but we need to, these stores had an opportunity. Like there's no reason for Carson's or for, uh, for for Toys R Us to be out of business, they could have made update updates to this to the space and the way that you experience it in a place for kids to play, and still done things the way that you're accustomed to, and they just didn't, and that's unfortunate. Well, I agree on everything you say, but I also say that the men's clothes are consistent, they're tailored, they're they're quality, um, and then of course the type of um, inspection. Um, some gentleman in the store years ago who knew about shoes and stuff, he said there's um, people's feet are going to be whatever. I can't get a shoe, a gym shoe. I work out in the gym. There's nothing. It's all about fashion. And the young kids of this, gen- of this generation, they have no idea what quality is. And, and it's about fashion. And there's room. We're, we're out here. They say our generation does not, does not spend money. Wrong. The kids spend mommy and daddy's money. Yes. They're, no, you're they, right about it, that. You're, and, and also, good. you're right about the quality because younger, younger people, myself included, we are used to uh, buying imported, poor quality, cheaper production stuff, whereas you, uh, and not even just your demographic being a grandmother potentially a great-grandmother if you wanted to be. Um, even those who are right now in their 40s were still raised in an era where the clothing was made 
for the purposes of long lasting. And that was the marketing was like, buy this once and never need it again. And we got to this place where it was like, buy this 52 times because it's crap and it's going to break. Um, and you know, so you're right about the quality and that all kind of plays into it. So anyway, Fran, I'm going to, uh, jump on to the next thing as we have to take a break in a minute here shortly. Uh, thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. Um, and I think you're a hundred percent right though, that, that there's, there's some things being lost and missed here, uh, with this whole thing. And so, you know, for, for those yeah. of you out there, I, I, I just think it's, it's an interesting thing. You know what? And if I know it's about making money. I'm going to get off the phone, but they, they have to, stores should have stuck with the policy. You give people service and help them get more people in their sales force and people will be comfortable and will come out with something, but they've cut back and men have the choices of real cotton, real denim, real shoes. We want, we are forced to go with fashion that doesn't fit every generation. And that's it. I, I'm worn out. Well, I, I can't get anything. I, I appreciate the call, friend. Um, and actually, yeah. you left you 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 left us on a perfect note. So I'm going to pick up this conversation now uh, after yeah. after this. But thank you so much for your call. Thank you for taking my call. Of course, anytime. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, bye bye. Uh, so she actually brings up a really good point at the end of this about the money and the okay. use of the use of things. Um, here's the thing. This is the crazy part. If you if you break it, and this is for any business, if those of you listening who've run businesses, I think you're going to get this. There's a certain amount of dollars that come in. There's a certain amount of dollars that go out. Some dollars that go out make more money come in than others. Some money comes out and it just is just gone, right? Marketing, bad marketing, just gone. Salesperson that doesn't know how to sell, money's just gone. A great salesperson, however, can bring in a lot more money than just would have been online. It could double, triple, quadruple the spend. And I think that what we're actually looking at here, and this is where some of the the people who are sort of the cons, you know fiscal conservatives are going to be a little mad, but it's true. Um, I believe the leadership in most of these these companies did a terrible job. Uh, I've talked about this on my podcast several times about Kodak. I even took a little snarky knock at him earlier in this show. I think that leadership has done an absolutely terrible job. Um, with with guiding the companies. The fact of the matter is, uh, as Fran alluded to, you could put really high-quality salespeople, exceptional customer service people in the front of the line, like Nordstrom's does for the most part, like Whole Foods does for the, for the most part, and create this really unique opportunity for people to experience the brand in a different way. And the amount of money that you spend, uh, I was talking about this before the show with, uh, with Amy, Apple and Zara, and there's uh, several others that I can think of off the top of my head, Look at their their storefront space as a brand opportunity, experience opportunity, a place for you to touch the product, experience it firsthand, and then experience their customer service and pick up the products you ordered online and make returns conveniently, and most importantly, experience what the store and the brand is all about by walking in and seeing that they're doing educational programs in Genius Bar, or they're doing outfittings, and they're doing showing new designs, and you get to participate. Toys R Us and all these other brands have the same opportunity. It's the same amount of money being spent. They just spent it poorly. And then when management took their big checks and their, all their money and the companies were left with nothing, they blame it on Amazon because it's the easy out. Uh, I could go on another 20-minute rant on just this. And I know we have one more caller, uh, Kathy. I would love to try to pick this call up right after the break. Okay, if you can hold, we're going to take a break, come back uh, with the news here in just a moment. Uh, I'm Scott Coutinho listening to WGN AM 720. 
Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon, and you're listening to WGN Radio Live from the Allstate studio on Michigan Avenue. Kathy, I'm going to bring you into the call here. Thank you so much for your patience and waiting. Uh, Kathy's going to come with a perspective of just being in Carson's a couple days ago with her 16-year-old, so I cannot wait to hear about this. Kathy, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Excellent. Can you hear me? I don't know. I hear static on my end. I don't know if it's... Uh, No, you're all good. You're all good. Uh, Tell us your story. Yeah. We had had gone to Carson's the other day, um, right before they... I think what the liquidation started Friday, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, um, and we had gone. Yeah, and we had gone Thursday evening, and I was I was surprised with my sixteen year old. He's not quite like most sixteen year olds. He likes to shop, um, but we were walking around the store, and he got a little choked up. He says, "Oh, he says this is kind of sad, Mom." He says, "Remember, we always used to go in the corner over there, and..." I used to try on all those. He was into Tony Hawk back in oh, yeah. a couple of years ago. And he says, remember, I used to try them all on. And he says, what's going on with all these malls? You know, he says, how are people going to try clothes on? Because, again, he's under the mentality of, you know, the whole Amazon thing. Yeah. Um, and he's the type of person that likes to try it on and see how it fits. And, um but you had brought up an interesting conversation right before we went to break, which got me thinking was the whole customer service thing. You know, you talked about Nordstrom's. Yep. I live in the western suburbs. We shop a lot at Von Mauer, and, again, their customer service is to die for. Yeah, Von, I mean, we were actually talking about that before the show, too. Von Mauer is the one at Yorktown that is still doing it and still has, you know, looks nice. It's presentable when you walk in. It feels like a high-level store. The clothing brands are a little bit more expensive, so they can kind of support, um, you know, a higher higher clientele, I guess you'd put it, a higher higher customer service level. Um, you know, that that is a lot to do with it. Uh, and it's funny, your son's commentary is actually something that I feel also. I mean, I remember as a kid, like, playing in the clothing racks and my, my mom trying to find me and and I would just disappear in the mall and go check out like Foot Locker and just try stuff on. You know, I'd go put on my favorite player's jersey or something. Um, and so, right. you know, it's one of those things that uh, it, it's just it's weird to see it going away. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, to the point of trying stuff on, you know, the logistics challenges that Amazon is, you know, like it or not, is taking on with uh, potential drone delivery. And you'll probably already see some same day delivery. Essentially, if you can, which is just kind of counterintuitive because we, we're talking about patience. We, none of us have any patience anymore, which is why we want online shopping. But yet they're conditioning us to say, let's just order five SKUs of this on your Amazon card. It won't go to your credit card, your debit account. So you're not losing the money yet. You buy it. It gets shipped to you. You try it on, you put it back in the box and leave it on the doorstep and they'll pick it back up. And that, I think that's where we're headed with the trying it on, but to your son's point, that kind of sucks because, like, I want to try, I want to try this this skew of clothing on with other things, and like in the moment, it's that there was like an there was an excitement right. with shopping that's gone. Right. Yeah, and and like you said, I was surprised at that because again, you know, he's of younger mindset, but yet he still has mom's old fashioned way of of shopping, which is you know going to each store, looking around, and, you know, you know, you might like a shirt from this company and a pair of pants from that store, and you're not going to, you're not, I don't know if you're going to get that with Amazon. You know what's really, I think, going to be kind of interesting, and I wonder, 
I mean, I, I have my own suspicions. Like I mentioned before the break, I, I feel like there was a lot of mismanagement of money. And like at the end of the day, what you spend your money on, quite honestly, is relative. It's it's about returns. And I think this idea, this notion that all these stores are going to disappear is just not true. I think the thing is that the companies that mismanaged and don't know how to get themselves out of the rut, uh, they are going to have a hard time. They're probably going to go down. But the companies that have Correct. figured out this marketing, you're still going to see stores and, and shopping and stuff on the on the on the street and in malls. The malls might you know have to be a little bit less malls, uh, but we're, we're going to find brands that still believe in having a storefront. And here's the thing that I think is really interesting. And, and you said, how old is your son? Sixteen. He's a sophomore in high school. Okay, so this this actually lines up kind of almost exactly. Uh, if you look at people from, I will say, so I'm 33. Uh, if you look at people who are, I want to just ballpark here, 25 to like 33, 22 to 33, that generation, um, sure. spent the vast majority of their time, they were the first people to be born with a mobile phone, to go straight to an app, yes. straight to social media. Right. Their whole lives have been staring at a phone. And I don't think they're doers. I think they're the kind of people that just want things done for them. And that's just the the mentality. But your son's age, uh, not trying to put a dark cloud over this, but the, the kids from uh, from Parkland that are that are trying to make changes in the gun gun you know gun conversation, um, they're the same age. They're sixteen. They're fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, sixteen, seventeen. They're doers. They're the kind of kids who go out and do things. And I'm thinking that this generation that's your son's age is a generation of kids who know how to use Snapchat and all that kind of stuff, but they also want to go out and do things. They want to see people. They want to be a part of things. And if that's the case, if this is true, then your son's probably not an outlier. Your son's probably right in line with that that generation of doer, in which case all of these stores, all these brands that are shutting down their stores are going to lose. It's actually the ones that do figure out a way to keep a store. If that makes any sense, right? And you and, and you had mentioned the whole thing about the whole Toys R Us thing, you know, about the playing with toys. And again, when when I was on hold during the break, you were kind of accurate and hit the nail on the head with that because it's like, well, look at Apple. We oh my God! Yeah. What do you do when you walk in? Buy you, an you iPhone. <laughs> you you no, get but you, you play buy with something. the equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's you, brilliant. You, you play with it. It's brilliant. And so, yeah, because at first I'm thinking, well, how can you play with toys in a store? But then I'm like, wait a second, Apple. Yeah. That's all you do while you're waiting. Absolutely. And then, of course, what do you end up doing? You buy more, you came in to go get your watch fixed, and now you walked out with an iPhone. I mean, Apple's brilliant model, quite literally, is, I don't know, know, if if you know this, I talked about this on the podcast, they're just the sale of Apple Watches alone is more money on an annual basis than all of Netflix. To put that in perspective, just the Apple mm. Apple Watch made more money wow. in okay. sales than Netflix as a whole company. Um, the amount of money, like they can they can afford to basically break even. They don't. They still make a killing, uh, but they can afford to break even on all of their phones and computers just to have you buy accessories. And they would be a trillion dollar company basically. Uh, and then when I was thinking about the Toys R Us thing, I mean, think about if you watched Home Alone two, and he goes to Duncan's toy chest. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. This is great. He lets me play with his toys. Um, no, it's it's, right. it's it's a really interesting story. I, I Kathy, I, I really appreciate you taking the time and waiting ten minutes to to jump on the on the call no here. Um, thank you so much for for we'll sharing see what that happens story. With this with this set of of children and what's going to happen with the malls and hopefully they won't be totally gone and you know I, I, maybe it just has to 
thin itself out maybe i think it i think it has to thin out and we just kind of i think the new leadership needs to to take an address of like how we want to you know use the funds we have and i was feeling kind of desperate about uh young people lately thinking like they can't work they don't do anything like it was kind of sad uh but i actually have a little bit of renewed hope with the generation that is your (laughs) with your son's generation because i i see them doing a lot i see them i'm right now literally on michigan avenue i'm seeing uh, I would say 10 to 16, 17-year-old kids in bunches by themselves with like one chaperone coming down the street one after another right now. So, I mean, I think right. they're they're out and they're not on their phones. It's the older ones. It's my age that's playing with their phone while they walk. So, anyway, Kathy, thank you so much. We've got to take a break here uh, and we will come Have back. with uh, You too, thanks. Uh, we will come thanks. back and, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, some new stuff with Illinois Institute of Technology and the naming of Howard Tolman. So uh, we will be back right after this. I'm Scott Katoon, and you've been listening to WGN Radio AM 720. I laugh every time I come into the break uh, when I hear the Penny Mustard commercial, <laughs> the accents. It's just, hey, how are you there? Oh, don't you know? It's so good. Come down here. Should try buying some of our stuff, you know? It's all good. Nothing wrong with Minnesota, but there's just something about it. It's, it's very Canadian. I guess it makes sense, right? They're right there. Anyway, uh, so of course I, I saved the most uh, action-packed uh, commentary with a rant that like literally shakes my bones uh, for the last shortest segment of the show. Uh, maybe it was a protective measure. I don't know. I came into here thinking about we should do this conversation on on Carson's and just the change of the guard and, and just, a, in my opinion, what I call, again, the mismanagement of money uh, for a lot of big brands. I thought that was going to get me going. I guess Todd here at WGN needs to give me another hour because uh, the next subject that I'm going to try to lightly get into, but I know that I've got a hard stop so I don't get to go off the rails, is an education. Um, I've definitely ragged on education many times in this uh, in this in this show, and uh, as mentioned, my fiance is a high school chemistry teacher. My mother was a lifetime high school teacher. I think every aunt I have was a teacher. My grandmother was a teacher, so everyone's a teacher. So I'm I'm making enemies in my house left and right uh, with my stance on it. But I nonetheless, we're in some crazy changes here, and it's so good when I get to report something that I think is going to be a positive change in education. <clears throat> uh, the very first guest that I ever had on the show, Howard Tolman. Uh, who is the head of a fund. He's a lifetime entrepreneur, very, very successful investor, very, very successful. Everything he's launched out of like 29 companies or something crazy. Uh, his brother, Glenn, runs Livongo, which is a very successful healthcare startup here. Uh, Howard was the CEO for four years of 1871, built uh, that from when I came down to Chicago. It was basically a narrow room uh, with a couple of entrepreneurs, including uh, Mark Lawrence, who you heard the commercial for Spot Hero. Uh, so he got started in 1871, and then Howard came in and turned it into the behemoth that it is now the largest incubator in the world. Uh, and so Howard Tolman stepped down uh, a couple months ago, named Betsy Ziegler, uh, who is the chief innovation officer over at Kellogg and Northwestern, go cats. Uh, but Howard has now moved on and announced what he's doing. I actually got a handful of calls and emails from people asking, what is Howard up to? Uh, and I said, I have no idea. Now I know he is going to lead the Kaplan Institute, uh, of innovation at Illinois Institute of Technology. And that is amazing for so many, so many reasons. We are partners with Illinois Institute of Technology. Uh, this is not a sponsored gloating for them. This is literally just my personal opinion. Uh, we host our showcase event right now at IIT as well. So, I mean, we've, we've, we're in there with them. Uh, but there's a reason. I went to Northwestern for grad school, and I still work with Illinois Institute of Technology because they take a different approach to particularly graduate education, uh, whether that's Stewart School of Business, Kent School of Law, 
design school, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, here's the, the, the rub on this, though. M- master's degrees, and I'm coming, I have two of them, so I can speak to this somewhat, uh, are a joke. I literally came in and they gave me a syllabus and so long as you followed it and you went to class and you read the book, yeah, you pretty much got one. Um, you know, they make it tough for a minute to scare you. And then after that, you sort of realize like it was just a joke and, and you walk your way into a four point or 3.0 somewhere in the middle there, depending on how much they like you. And there's your masters. And then you come out and you have absolutely no practical job skills and no use case for it. Uh, it's a waste of anything except for the fact that you got an $87,000 a year bill, which sucks. Um, the difference here is that I, you know, for me, I at least I, I took advantage of it and went to Northwestern's research departments and learned all kinds of stuff that wasn't even part of my program. So it, it worked out for me. But for the average person, it doesn't. You end up with just a huge bill. Your kids probably went to graduate school and did not get a job that they should have gotten, and they're not getting paid what they should have been paid. And now they're probably living in your basement, and that sucks. And I think uh, one of the big things that is is changing here is uh, Howard Tolman. He's an innovator. He's a person who challenges you to be a better uh, a better leader, to be a better reader, to be a better understander, all these things. And he's coming to Illinois Institute of Technology, and I've spoken to the, the higher-ups, the lords that be uh, at IIT. And the plans that they have uh, for Kaplan are just unbelievable. We're talking about actual, believe it or not, actual application to work. Uh, people who are going to sign up and go to the Kaplan Institute, whether that's coming from the law school, the business school, the design school, whatever – it's an interdisciplinary program where people can actually work inside of other companies as interns or part of their credit program. And the idea that they're really trying to foster is that they want to build a community, uh, not just in their own school, but within our own larger community, uh, so that people can learn what they, first off, they need to know what they need to know, right? So students need to know, is there a wealth of, of people who know only one thing and then they got to figure out like if we, you know, do we need to know Python? Like what, what's the one area of weakness in Chicago that we need to be good at in order to get a job? They can come and work in the community for, you know, half of their program and find out we got to pursue this area because this is what is in demand or come and find out that it's totally saturated and that there, there is no more need for this individual character. And so the school, and I think personally under Howard's leadership at Kaplan is going to take on an approach of helping kids learn what needs to be learned in order to be employed. And then if employed, then there's a job waiting for them if they do a great job while they're you know in the program. So very exciting stuff to see uh, Howard taking that on. And, and for those of you that, uh, are familiar with his work at 1871, making it something that, um, you know, I know he was at Kendall College also, so this isn't his first go-around. Tribeca is another thing he co-founded. Uh, so this is not his first go-around in education, but everything that he's ever done in education has been uh, from the point of view of a doer and not the point of view of a of a just master, you know, a syllabus or just memorize something and, and, and spit it back out. So very excited to see that happen. Uh, I guess... I'm going to finish up on my little mini rant on the education thing. I just think, you know, you you hear, and we actually talked about a little bit earlier in the show with regard to the shopping centers. Uh, Fran said, you know, you can have people, right? We can, we can still use human beings, mind and body. And I think that that's true. I think we saw Elon Musk from Tesla come out recently and say that he overused automated services and AI when he should have used people and they'd be in a better spot than they are. Maybe that's true. Uh, I still do believe that. But I also believe that education has become part of the problem and that kids 
are going to school, whether that's high school, whether that's junior high, and they're, they're, they're preparing for standardized tests, which are a waste of time. Uh, and then they're going to universities where they just memorize a bunch of random stuff about a bunch of random stuff about a bunch of random stuff and don't learn anything specific and have absolutely no application uh, for what they've learned. It brings them to the world useless. And we've talked about it before, uh, the need to go back to vocational and have people, you know, college isn't for everybody. And, you know, I, I think we've taken this thing of like everyone has the right to go to college and it's just not true. I think people need to learn uh, a trade that they're good at and not pursue things that they just think are cool. Like, I, I think a lot of things are cool. I think the idea of being a lawyer is cool all the way until I become a lawyer. And then I realize not so cool. Uh, and, you know, I, I think we've got to start doing a better job of giving kids the opportunity to learn what they don't know already so that they can pursue something real uh, versus something that they just think would be really exciting to do. I'd really love to be this, uh, but I'm not very good at it. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Uh, and, and when you start looking at the, the schools themselves, every one of them, I, I think, is guilty. They've taken so much money from kids that it's now gone to a point where, like, you can't fail a kid. That's too much money to lose. You give this kid options and you say, hey, come to school for four years and then go get a master's degree for another year. That's five years at 30 dollars a kid. Uh, there's too much money on the line for schools to fail kids. And so therefore we fail a society and that's how that's going. Uh, so the more that I see a university like IIT and, and a leader like Howard stepping into a position where right here, downtown Chicago in the center of the third largest tech market in the country, we've got a school who's going, raising their hand going, Nope, we're going to do things very differently here. Everything is going to be very different here. We're going to try to actually build something that people can use and that the kids, when they come to our school, we're not just spitting out numbers that say, yeah, we've got 75% hiring, blah, blah, blah. We don't know what kind of jobs it is, but that's what it is. Uh, no, we actually have 100% placement, and of that placement, 60% maintain their job, whatever the numbers are. I'm just very excited about it, and it's like the first time in a long time that I've been able to go on a rant in education that was even semi-positive. So very cool. I apologize for all you teachers out there who are probably, uh, yeah, blowing up the phones and, and hitting us on Facebook telling me that I'm a jerk. But anyway, uh, it's been a great show. It's been really interesting to talk to you guys about and, and a lot of the uh, audience members calling in to talk about shopping centers and just the changes because we're, we're entering a new world uh, in this world with whether it's shopping and schools and everything else. It's just a completely different world and digital world. Uh, so and very cool to share it with all of you. Uh, I guess that's it, Ben. That's all we got for a show today. So uh, with that said, I'm going to kick it out to a commercial and I'll come back after this to, to drop it off to the news. I'm Scott Katoon. You can follow me at Katoon on Twitter and Facebook. You can follow Technori at Technori on, Technori, uh, on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, this is WGN Radio AM 720.